0: one two
1: three four i have clients who you know they decide to start with me and mm-hmm. let's say our in our initial consult is in like two weeks and yes. during those two weeks they are emailing me every day Cecily, i saw this ad on instagram mm-hmm. for this you know this acne supplement should i start taking it i'm yes. like don't worry like take mm-hmm. a deep breath we're gonna create a perfect protocol for you so mm-hmm. the biggest issue here is getting distracted there are so many people trying to profit off of you struggling mentally with your acne, because acne is such a mental health issue as well, right? So I would say one of the number one things you can do is once you've found someone that you want to work with or that you trust, so a qualified practitioner that really specializes in acne, they have the before and after proof, you hop on a call with them, you feel confident, you feel excited to work with them, whatever, whatever approach you decide to take, trust that protocol
0: i'm joined by the lovely cicely killam she is a registered holistic nutritionist acne coach and health and wellness blogger she shares her love for nutrition and well-being on her website and instagram page the pure life and i've been following her for a while now we have a lot of mutual friends who both grew up in vancouver and best of all i know a lot of my listeners are female and they've struggled with acne myself included just the journey with birth control hormones We've all gone through it. So I'm just excited to learn more from you um, and your story. And I obviously, I love your content and your recipes always look amazing. So thank you so much for coming on, Cicely.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Savannah. I wish there was a podcast like this when I was in my (laughs) early 20s. It would have been so helpful. So I'm really excited to chat with you today.
0: Amazing. Okay. So before we get into what you're doing now, I want to know more about your childhood. And I know that you've traveled a lot, you know, in your earlier years and kind of how did this? How did your childhood form into some of the passions that you have today?
1: Yeah. Um, So I was born in Germany and then I was raised in Canada, kind of back and forth. And I actually didn't get into the wellness space or into health and wellness until I was about 17 or 18 years old and I kind of fell into it. So I was never passionate about food. I was never, I never knew how to cook. I think I knew how to make like toast with peanut butter up until the age of 18. And I fell into it because I was experiencing some extreme digestive issues. And this happened basically because of a quite invasive surgery that I had when I was around 16 years old, I got had my appendix removed. Mm -hmm. And that kind of triggered a host of issues for me. So I kind of fell into the wellness industry by by force. I was forced to learn how to connect food with my body, how to, you know, navigate through eating a gluten-free dairy-free diet. I all had to like take it into matters matters into my own hands basically. And basically when I found out about this, uh, these digestive issues, I went and saw a variety of specialists. And I was doing tests in and out of hospitals. I even had a colonoscopy, which was awful (laughs) Um, for about a year. And after the year was done, they said, okay, you know what, you're on your own. And I had to take matters into my own hands and that's kind of how I fell into it. So growing up, yes, I traveled a lot and I was raised by, um, you know, a moderately healthy family. I never learned how to cook. I was never practicing any sort of wellness or self-care routine. So I was really, yeah, I kind of had to set it up for myself at age 18, which was part of why I started my blog in the first place.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So the wellness industry, what it's Mm -hmm. obviously so different now. So what did it look like when you first entered it? And were you, did you have any like, well, now moments like, what am I supposed to do? How do I get into this? Because there's obviously less resources back then.
1: Oh my goodness. You have no idea. Like, I think the only resource at the time was YouTube because there wasn't really Instagram. I think it had just started and there was there weren't any healthy recipes on there or anything. So YouTube was the place to go to follow people on their health journey. And there was no expert advice on there. So I was really just following people who were also doing kind of a trial and error thing at the time. This was way before I studied nutrition. And what I did, one of the first things I did when I was in that, well, what now moment was I went to the library. And I got out a bunch of health and wellness books and I read through them and I started to connect the dots myself because I really didn't know to turn to. I'd never heard of a nutritionist. I would never heard of a naturopath. The doctors weren't helping me. I just felt so lost. And I remember every Sunday at that time, there was one yoga studio on the North shore that I knew of. And it was down, um, it was about like a half hour bus ride from where I lived. So every Sunday I'd get on the bus, I go to a yoga class. I would feel amazing. And right next door to that yoga class, a uh, yoga studio, they had a cafe that made green juice. And I just remember thinking, this is so cool. It's so healthy. It makes me feel so good. And that was really like my little oasis at the time was going to the yoga studio, grabbing a green juice. I didn't know anywhere else to go. I didn't know anyone who was following this journey. I just had my people that I subscribed to on YouTube and my weekend uh, yoga session. So it was quite small at the time. It was very limited. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So when did you decide to become and actually go into school into a registered holistic nutritionist? And kind of, do you mind describing the difference between that and a dietitian? And also on like social media, there's a lot of uh, food fitness people. And like, yeah. what is the difference between it all and with the certifications?
1: Yeah. Such a good question because there's mm-hmm. so many different people on Instagram giving out advice or all over yes. social media giving out advice, right? Yes. We want to make sure that we're looking for the qualified practitioners. Yes. Um, okay. So basically to break it down, we have uh, health coaches, which you see a lot of all over the online space. That's usually mm-hmm. an online school. There are a few around the world, but there's a main one in New York that a lot of people attend. And I think that's like a one-year online program um, where you become a certified health coach. Um, And then I'd say like the next level up from there is the registered holistic nutritionist, certification, which I have. Um, And that is, you can do that through a couple of different schools. But I went to the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and it's a diploma program. So it's a one-year intensive program and it's basically looking at obviously the science of food but also the mind body and spirit connection. So we're digging through all the research, we're reading the studies, we're making the connections but we're also integrating spirituality and you know herbalism and traditional chinese medicine so it's a very holistic approach which is why I chose to study that. Right. And then dietetics is also another popular route that people go to awards. And basically that is done through like a college or university. It's different in every country, but it is more of like a bachelor program. And they do follow more of the Canadian food guide standards, um, that just from my understanding. So it's a little bit less holistic, which Mm -hmm. is why I did decide to go with the holistic route.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. And when you, once you graduated and you wanted to kind of launch it and start a business, Mm -hmm. how did you get started? How did you know? how to get clients and all of that. So yeah. Can you walk me through that? Oh, that was the hardest part mm-hmm. of my business. The most difficult part,
1: because at the time the business program, the part of my school, it, it really, yeah. it, it didn't match up with, with the times. So a lot of people were starting to use social media to grow their you know, they're following and to land clients, but our school didn't really have the st- <laughs> skills um, to match that yet. They do now, which is awesome, but I felt quite alone at the time. I was really lucky because I had started my blog, The Pure Life, back in 2012. So I graduated in 2016. So I had about four years of building this trust with my readership and really sharing my journey with health wellness. So what had worked for me. So when I, I received that designation, I became registered as a holistic nutritionist. I was now able to work with clients one-on-one. And I'd already kind of been doing that in the past, but not, mm-hmm. not necessarily like from a sort of certified standpoint. So yes. yeah, it, it felt it was quite seamless for me at the time. Just, I was really lucky with the timing, but I know for other people, it definitely was more difficult if you didn't have that online presence already.
0: Yeah. So when did you notice that you started to grow your following a little more? Was it beforehand? Was it as you became you know registered? So when was that?
1: I mean, Instagram has changed so much over the past mm-hmm. 10 years. Like it was a different world back then. And yeah. it was really easy to do really well in your niche, um, years ago, because there weren't many people, for example, posting about healthy recipes and it was really yes. easy to make connections and, you know, build your following these days. It's much harder. It's yeah. very different, especially if you, you know, have the business account, the Instagram business mm-hmm. account, um, they, they put a lot of restrictions in place for you mm-hmm. so so I I gotta say I think it was a lot of it was luck in the in the early days and I think I did notice most of my following increase when I just became more open about my personal health journey and mm-hmm. I have a, a big following in Vancouver because I was sharing a lot about what we have available to us in Vancouver mm-hmm. right so I was just trying to be relatable and realistic and I think people really gravitated towards that which is nice
0: yeah, that's awesome. And for, to getting some of your first few clients, how did you know how to, you know, just structure, for example, rates or prices mm-hmm. and how many follow ups? Like, did you have any mentors or leaders or business people to look up to, or did you just figure it out on your own?
1: Yeah, I definitely had mentors, but they weren't necessarily um, nutritionists. So yeah. I had mentors kind of guiding me along to, trying to connect the dots between passion and business, which was a big mm-hmm. theme for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I had the passion didn't have the business sense, how do we connect that? So I had mentors in a lot of other spaces. If you look at my friends, most of them are small business owners, they're mm-hmm. <laughs> entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time we we were taught how to set certain rates, but it was from a clinical standpoint. So I wasn't working in a clinic setting, right? I decided to take my practice online. So when I started working with clients one-on-one, I realized that this wasn't sustainable. This wasn't what I was offering was not matching my 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 value and i wasn't live you know charging my worth so i had to quickly adjust and create a program that felt right for me and for me that worked like that means working one on one intensively with people so i decided to create kind of like a unique one on one intensive package and basically what's happened over the past 5 years is the the standard for industry rates has shifted okay. so it has come from more of like a clinical setting to more of a VIP one-on-one experience where you're really immersed in working with a nutritionist, but that's just in my space. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. I think I I remember that you had these bliss balls beforehand. So when did you (laughs) pivot and like, uh, have this nutritional, um, you know, online coaching like full-time. So when did that happen? Cause I know you had a few different businesses or, you know, ideas there. Yeah.
1: I did. Yeah. So I started my business, the pure life back in 20, I guess, 2016 officially when I became a nutritionist and I've been doing that ever since. And Mm -hmm. basically what happened is, um, my fiance and Allie and I were living in New Zealand for a year and traveling for about three months around Asia and Mm -hmm. we came back during the pandemic. So this was March of 2020. Mm -hmm. And at that time, it was probably the most pivotal moment in my business I've ever experienced because we had to look at, okay, we're starting completely fresh during Mm -hmm. a pandemic. Where do we want to take this? Where do I want to take my coaching business? What do I want to do? And it was in that moment that I felt really inspired to do more offline work. And that's when I created the Pure Bliss Bites. So the Energy Ball Company, Mm -hmm. Um, it actually didn't last long. And that is something where at the time I felt really defeated and really, um, ashamed that I had walked away from something. Um, and I felt like I'd, I'd almost given up, but looking back on it, I actually am really proud of myself for walking away from a project that wasn't serving me. Mm -hmm. And my coaching business was thriving way more than energy ball company was at the time. So I decided to pursue my coaching business. It suited my lifestyle more, you know, I actually wasn't in love with producing, or manufacturing food. I realized yes. I just love everything that goes with it. So I decided to pivot. This was about, I want to say earlier this year. Oh, so okay. yeah, it didn't, the, the company didn't last long, mm-hmm. um, which again, you know, it was a, a short <laughs> and well-loved stint, mm-hmm. but I'm very proud that I did walk away when it felt right to walk away. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I want to dig in more into acne specifically, because that is, mm-hmm. that is your expertise. And I know a lot of women go through it. Like for me personally, I was put on birth control really young, um, because I had a bit of acne and it wasn't for, you know, for the common uses. I was honestly, I was on it for, with hormones for so long and it really affected my body. And I don't know mm-hmm. what your personal journey was, but do most women that come to you, is it, um, because of the effects of birth control or all of the above. So yeah, just kind of walk me through that. Why acne specifically?
1: Yes. Such an important topic. And mm-hmm. yes, actually most people that come to me, uh, most women are either on hormonal birth control or yes. they have recently transitioned off or they mm-hmm. want to transition off and they right. are scared to break yes. out or to experience the hormonal effects. Right. Yes. So it's very common. I've had two major, you know, moments in my life. One, mm-hmm. I transitioned off of hormonal birth control, like a mm-hmm. pill and then another i transitioned or i removed my iud my mm-hmm. hormonal iud and both of those times i was experiencing awful cystic acne mm-hmm. and even when i was nutritionist and i had my iud removed i thought you know eating clean and exercising mm-hmm. and meditating would solve all my skin problems but mm-hmm. it's actually way more complex than that so yes. i had to really learn the hard way and that's why i love working with these women cuz like i've been through it myself you know mm-hmm. yeah so i got into acne because basically I've had acne my whole life. Like I have acne prone skin and it Mm -hmm. runs in my family. And it's just something I've had to struggle with my whole life. And Mm -hmm. I, I was basically, I've been helping women with acne since I started my work as a nutritionist. Um, but what happened is I started seeing like a common theme with people. So they'd come to me with digestive issues and hormonal issues and acne, but they couldn't connect the dots. Mm -hmm. So, a long time, a while ago, a couple of years ago, I used to do monthly workshops for about a year, and we focused a lot on natural beauty and holistic beauty. And this was the number one most requested topic. It's like acne, acne. Yes. yes. So when I came back from traveling, decided to like relaunch my coaching business during the pandemic. I decided, you know what? I just want to go full force into acne. I think people mm-hmm. need this help, and especially with all the issues with masky, that was a big, yes, yes. a big problem, right? Um, And I just felt so passionate about it because I personally struggled with it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I love, I love this, this, this area of work. Yes, so much so rewarding.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I think a lot of my friends, we, we have all gone through it. Like I, as well, Mm -hmm. I was on hormonal and then now I'm on the copper IUD and now I'm wanting to switch. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, like, what ifs, is this going to affect my body, my skin and all. So yeah. What are kind of the more common causes for example with acne that you've seen in your um in your clients yeah
1: um there's there are so many dots that you could connect but i'd say the the major root causes or inner imbalances that i see um are nutrient deficiencies so that's a big one also associated with the birth control pill um so it depletes nutrients like zinc vitamin c magnesium b vitamins all nutrients we need to keep our body functioning and keep our skin mm-hmm. clear, which is just not talked about enough. Right. So nutrient no. deficiencies is a big one. Um, and then with that is gut health as well. So when we see issues around gut health, I mean, people aren't absorbing the nutrients they need to keep their skin clear, right. Or it's triggering an inflammation response. So acne is basically like an inflammation issue. So when we have any kind of underlying inflammation in the body, that's often when we see acne. And then hormones, obviously there's so many hormones, um, you know, usually with acne, it's a mixture of low progesterone, um, high testosterone, high androgens is pretty much the number one cause for acne. Um, also estrogen dominance is a big issue after coming off the birth control pill that we see a lot with acne just because it causes other hormonal fluctuations. And then high cortisol is a big one as well. So high stress levels that's directly linked to acne. And another huge one is imbalanced blood sugar, which is related to like everything we just talked about. Yes, so that's when your insulin isn't working. I mean, it's being overworked or overproduced, and it eventually just stops working. So, yes, all of those plus more. There's,
0: yeah, there's just so many, <laughs> yeah. so many factors, and with like Western yeah. medicine, like with my. Family doctor, for example, if I would struggle with anything, she's like, let me just give you this topical cream. Or Mm -hmm. I know some of my friends have gone on really strong medications like Accutane, for example. But, you know, acne, it's it's more than just like putting on a cream or a pill. There's a lot more that's going on. And I think there's a lot of um, misconceptions about that. And and online there's, as we've talked about, there's a lot of different coaches, wellness people giving out so much information. Um, how is like, as a user, someone that's on the front end, how can we kind of sift through that and find the correct information? Cause it gets really overwhelming when there's a lot, especially with acne and skin and health.
1: So overwhelming. And I have clients who, you know, they decide to start with me and mm-hmm. let's say our, in our initial consult is in like two weeks. And yes. during those two weeks, they are emailing me every day. Sisley, I saw this ad on Instagram Mm -hmm. for this, you know, this acne supplement. Should I start taking it? I'm like, don't worry. Like take Mm -hmm. a deep breath. We're going to create a perfect protocol for you. So Mm -hmm. the biggest issue here is getting distracted. So there are so many people trying to profit off of you struggling mentally with your acne because acne is such a mental health issue as well right so i would say one of the number one things you can do is once you've found someone that you want to work with or that you trust so a qualified practitioner that really specializes in acne they have the before and after proof they you know you hop on a call with them you feel confident you feel excited to work with them whatever Mm -hmm. whatever approach you decide to take trust that protocol and block out the rest of the noise because there is Mm -hmm. so much noise and everyone is going to have a different opinion and a different protocol because there's no one magic cure for acne or else I -hmm. would be prescribing it. I would be giving (laughs) it to all my clients, Mm -hmm. right? There's no one magic supplement. There's no one magic skincare product. It really has to be tailored to you. Um, and I think that that's a really important thing to remember is like stay present with with whatever you've decided to do, trust the process and like try and block out all the noise. Once you found someone that you trust and that you really relate to.
0: Yeah. So, um, now are you, uh, pitching yourself to clients or clients coming towards you? And if you're not pitching yourself, cause you are a business in the end, do you have any advice for people that are um, recently new grads and they're wanting to get more clients? Yeah.
1: Um, in my early days, it, it was really tough. It was tough to land clients because obviously a lot of people also didn't really know that I offered. like I didn't make my services clear. These days I make my services quite clear. So I'm really lucky to have people, um, you know, on a wait list to work with me, um, which is, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yeah, I'm just I'm really excited. Every time someone reaches out to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's chat. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, But for people who are just starting out and who do need to find clients, the best thing you can do is just lead by example. So that's where social media comes in handy. Like, I think a lot of people get scared to share too much on social media because then, then they'll think, oh, but then the client won't have anything to learn when they come to work with me.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: we actually have to show people what we know. We have to gain their trust, right? So. I love sharing tons infor- of information on my social media channels, in my newsletter, and my blog posts, and helping people understand that they can trust someone like me. I know what I'm talking about. Here's the research. Here are the studies. You know, mm-hmm. here are examples of what I did with clients in the past. Um, and I think, again, that just le- lets people know, okay, yeah, I could do that. I, mm-hmm. I could work with her. That, so- that seems realistic. That sounds reasonable. I trust her. So I would say definitely, like show them what you're worth because you are so good at your job. Mm -hmm. Right. So show them that you are. And I think people are just really scared to do that, but that would be my piece
0: of advice. (laughs) I know. Yeah, no, I think, well, social media sharing anything. And I think what I like about your page as well is that you show more like your personal life as well. You do Mm -hmm. like Q and A's, you want your audience to get to know you better. And that that's where you kind of build that, that full trust. Right.
1: Well in the coaching industry um yeah. because my my coaching is now just not nutrition coaching you know we yes. talk a lot about mindset and lifestyle you yes. want to make sure you're actually getting along with the person you're working with right yes. so it's important to share about your personal life if you are a coach or mm-hmm. someone who's going to work with people um yeah i think it's an integral part of the business
0: yeah 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 and do, do you have any clients that like at the beginning if they're a little bit hesitant do you try to show more, you know, your proof and your research before and after photos, or you kind of let them make that decision because you don't want to be overbearing Mm. on someone that's new. So how do you handle those situations?
1: Yeah. Such a good question. I, I don't like being pushy at all. Mm. And I think the number one thing to remember is like, especially if you're doing something like nutrition coaching is ye- the client has to be ready for you and if they're not ready then you could be giving them the best recommendations in the world and yes. they're still not going to follow through with them or they're not going to feel ready and when it comes to like inner healing work whether that's through like diet nutrition or like whether you're a meditation coach or whatever it may be mm-hmm. the person has to fully show up in order to actually do the work and heal. Like same thing. If you're a business coach, you know you could be giving the best advice, but that person just might not even f- follow through with it, right? So I never push. I never say, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just not. I just can't do it because mm-hmm. I've had the experience in the past where I've brought clients on where it's been a, almost like a. I think they were they started way too early. Like they just weren't ready, and yeah. they just didn't. They didn't do any of the recommendations. So. Mm-hmm and then they came back to me a year later saying, okay, I'm ready now. Right. So, right. So you have to be, you have to make sure your client is ready and you can instill trust in them and explain to them what's, you know, what's, what you will do with them, um, uh, before working with them. But I would never recommend like pushing someone into, into it
0: or no, it won't no. work
1: out great on either
0: end. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah. and before we get into some fun, rapid, rapid fire questions, sorry, Um, mm-hmm. I'm just curious to know what, Where do you see the pure life and, you know, your business and where you're at in the next few years? Obviously, there's a lot of Mm. circumstances that we can't control, but what do you hope to feel, hope to do, hope to, you know, tell me what you hope to do. Yeah.
1: Well, since I started my blog back Mm. when I was 18, there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of what I like to say, trial and error. And I have pivoted my business so many times, which has Mm -hmm. been amazing and rewarding. And I've learned so much about my strengths and weaknesses and how I want to show up for people. But this year I've really leaned into grounding myself in my business Mm -hmm. and asking myself, okay, how can I best serve people? And I think that the pandemic has been shed light on this for a lot of people. Like, where do I really want to be spending my time? Right. Mm. So I'm just excited to stay focused, stay on track, keep showing up for people. Like I am helping women clear their acne. Like that's my thing. That's Mm -hmm. my jam. Right. And expanding my business to align with that, whatever that may look like. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of exciting stuff in the works, but I'm taking my time with these. I'm making sure we do it right. We do it well. And yeah, I just want to, I want to be open to new experiences with my business and keep my, keep my focus. <laughs>
0: yes. You have a really good mindset yeah. about it. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where you'll end up in the next few years. I think it'll Thank be
1: great. Thank you. Thank yes. you so
0: much. Um, so do you want to do some rapid fire questions just end yeah, the Sure. Okay. Um, we'll start off. So right now the weather in Vancouver, if you don't know, not for Vancouver, it's really rainy, it's cold. So what is your go-to cozy meal?
1: Oh, Great question. I shared a Persian stew recipe on my Mm -hmm. Instagram. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. It is so good. It's just Mm -hmm. like tomatoes and chickpeas and eggplant. And you just Um. put over some brown rice and it's so comforting. My fiance is Persian, so
0: he loves Persian food, obviously. (laughs) Yes, perfect. Um, What is your favorite place to travel and then favorite place to live?
1: Ooh, to live. I mean, I love Canada, but we lived in New Zealand for a year before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I actually would move back there in a heartbeat if, if yes. we were allowed to right now. Yes. <laughs> so I love it there. If you haven't traveled to New Zealand, any of you who are listening,
0: you want to go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like a tropical Canada. It's amazing. <laughs> and then, um, favorite place to travel. We loved Vietnam. So we had a great time. We spent about a month in Vietnam and I just loved every second of it. And then I also have family in Mallorca in Spain and yeah, I usually visit them like twice a year, but Mm -hmm. since the pandemic, I haven't in a while. So I'm looking forward to getting back there, doing some surfing and Mm -hmm. enjoying the sunshine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What is your, what are your favorite like face products?
1: Oh, so many. There's one that I'm obsessed with that is amazing. If you are experiencing acne scarring,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I wouldn't recommend it if you're experiencing like, um, reoccurring breakouts, but afterwards, after you've cleared your acne and you're mm-hmm. just experiencing the scarring, um, it's the vitamin C serum from mad hippie. Ooh, and okay. you I think I've it, heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. I love it. It works wonders. It just creates that like natural glow mm-hmm. and yeah, it's beautiful. And then other than that, I don't know if you've seen this, but I post about Mm -hmm. it all the time is my Manuka honey face masks. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. I love the honey face masks.
1: Yeah. So good. So my, (laughs) my, one of my like mentors, one of my close friends, Melissa Mm -hmm. uh, from Cunye, she has like a slow wellness movement and skincare Mm -hmm. brand. And she introduced me to honey face masks when I was struggling with cystic, like hormonal acne. Yes, And it really helped clear up my acne at the time. So I have been
0: using that ever since yeah, it makes your week. skin feel so soft too afterwards. It's yeah. Okay. And so it's nice. like,
1: it's just one ingredient. You could just get it anywhere. Right. Like yeah, no, nothing so fancy, easy. just honey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, what is your ideal morning routine? Mm, I'm really big on my
1: morning routine. So mm-hmm. I don't schedule calls too early because I need to make sure that I'm like grounded in my day. Yeah. So Every morning, I wake up uh, before Allie does, which is <laughs> kind of nice. I have a quiet morning and I hop straight into a, a workout. And that makes mm-hmm. me feel the best if I just like hop mm-hmm. straight into a movement. I find if I don't do it first thing in the morning, I probably won't do it later in me the day. Me too. I'm the yeah. same. <laughs> <laughs> So I do that. And after my workout, I take a cold shower. Mm-hmm. That's my f- absolute favorite. It makes mm-hmm. me feel amazing. Sometimes we do Wim Hof breathing. Oh, breakfast. yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We love him. And that makes us feel really good. And then we'll have like a big nourishing breakfast. And I'll do some like journaling and then get my morning started. It's pretty simple. Yeah. But oh, and every morning I have a hot
0: drink. I have to have a hot drink every morning. Ooh, what, what is your hot drink? Is it coffee? Is it tea? Is it lemon water? What is it? Changes every
1: day, but yeah. this week I've been really into a dandelion latte, which I also post about mm. on my Instagram a lot. It's in my mm-hmm. acne recipe guide as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh roasted dandelion root, um collagen, reishi, mm-hmm. vanilla, some nut milk. It's so good.
0: Yeah. And that sounds like a really good morning routine. It's simple, yeah. but like it gets your day started. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, what is a compliment you receive the most?
1: Oh. Great. <laughs> that's a good question. Um I think people people really like that I'm I'm genuinely like a happy person and <laughs> people tend to pick up on that which which makes me feel good. You know, it makes me feel like mm-hmm. you are doing the right thing in life. Um but I am truly like very very happy person and oh, I have That's been- that's
0: the best compliment. That's really it good. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I want people to know that I am
0: happy and I hope that they yep. feel happy when they're around me. Like it's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what's something that you dislike about your job? Oh,
1: oh one of the hardest things about working for yourself by yourself is mm-hmm. that is just being alone, right? Yes. So not having anyone to bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. And I know that one day I definitely will get to that stage where I'll hopefully hire a team and we can create more together. But during this time, I mean, it's tough. It really is. I've had a few um, practicum students that I've taken on from nutrition school, and that's been wonderful. But mm-hmm. when you're by yourself, it is tough. Yeah, it is
0: it kind of lonely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And working from home, like I think, did you, did you ever consider like co-working spaces? Did you ever or go to coffee shops, or do you usually just kind of stay at home?
1: I used to do a lot of co-working, yeah. and spaces and yeah, all, all that stuff. But yes. I found I'm just most productive at home. Okay, which is, that's
0: good. Yeah, yeah I, I no everyone's so different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I also I'm I'm a Pisces, so I'm very, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, a bit distracted at times, which which is actually good for working at home because I'll time block and then I'll put these buffers in between my meetings where I have time to like do the laundry, water the plants. And that Mm -hmm. keeps me sane throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Like I have to have those five minute blocks in between tasks that just keep me feeling good in, in my space.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, I, I'm the same as well. Because if I just go, 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 I just, I'll either like burn out or I get distracted too throughout the day. So I, I need to have some time to just like relax or chill. I don't know
1: how people do it. I
0: don't, I don't <laughs> know how they do it either. Um. And a few more questions. Okay. Uh. What's missing in your life right now? A dog. A dog? <laughs> I really want a dog. Do, I really want do. a dog. If I'm
1: being completely honest, Yes. am um, obsessed yes. with dogs. Like you'll see me on the street. If there's a dog, I'll be there. So yes. don't be creeped out if you see me on the street I'm obsessed with your dog. <laughs> yeah. I really want a dog, but we live in this tiny apartment. So it's just
0: okay. not possible right now.
1: One day for sure.
0: Yes. You're, <laughs> ma- you're manifesting it. You're putting it out there. Oh yes. yeah. Does your oh, fiance yes. know? Do you just like tell him before going? Oh. To bed? we need a puppy. We need a puppy. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Yeah. yeah.
1: Our dream is to buy land and like have like an actual house so we can have a dog, yes. you know, rolling around in the backyard. Like that would be the dream. That is the dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, last question. It's going off the note of just being happy. Um, When do you think you were the happiest in your life? Like there's a moment that just the first thing that comes to mind where you're like, wow, I was really, really happy.
1: That is a deep question. Um, You know, I, I want to say right now, and I am super happy right now, but there's this incredible feeling of bliss that i Mm -hmm. always come back to like i just throughout my day i'll come back to these moments of where we were living in new zealand Mm -hmm. and it's because there were like zero distractions in new zealand and we were truly living this like beautiful life that was so connected to nature so for example after work we'd go to like the natural hot spring river like an hour away from our house or we'd go and we'd hike to a waterfall or we'd go mm. for a surf. And it was mm-hmm. just like this beautiful life that was mm-hmm. constantly making you, like forcing you to slow down. Mm-hmm. And oh man, I had like zero anxiety, zero stress. I, my mm-hmm. skin was glowing. I felt mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. So I would like to embody that. I've been looking for small ways to embody that and bring it back into my life. But it is hard when it's, you know, freezing, cold, and raining. Yes, a yes. We get that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. new zealand is on is on my list like next year if i'm able to i've been dying to go but i I think if you go that far i need to go for at least like three to four weeks like a longer time
1: period and you need to rent a van
0: yes and just go park by all the
1: hot springs and the heights and it's it's such a dream it truly is yeah yes
0: well thank you so much chisley it was so lovely chatting with you this is an industry that i've always been really interested in and as i've said i have followed you for a while so i'm so glad that we got to chat so thank you for sharing your wisdom i know there's a lot of my friends that are either wanting to go into like holistic nutrition or you know, wanting to grow their brand in general on social media. So I appreciate your advice and I really appreciate your time.
1: Thanks for having me on. Of course. Oh, and
0: also, can, do you want to plug yourself? I know I've said the pure life, but is there other ways that we can get <laughs> yeah. in contact with you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm just the Pure Life underscore on Instagram and then the PureLife.ca if you want like tons of info on acne,
0: healthy recipes, all that good stuff. So just shoot me a DM and I'd love to chat anytime. <laughs> okay, amazing. Are you still taking clients or anything or should people hop on like a wait list? What should, what should they do if they want to work with you? Yeah, so if you're thinking of working with me, just start chatting with me
1: through email or DMs. We'll, we'll start to understand if it's a good fit and then I can give you an idea of when I'll be taking on clients next. Um, yeah, the sooner the better if you're excited and we can, we can chat from there.